you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Happy Friday. Welcome into NFL Now. I'm Omar Reese alongside Kayla Burton here in the NFL Network newsroom. And I couldn't help but think, Kayla, last night to when I was on the field four years ago. Baker Mayfield makes his NFL debut in Cleveland. Thursday night football leads his team to a double-digit score victory come from behind what was the energy there last night when he seemed like he did it again the energy was hard to even paint a picture about because this place erupted in that fourth quarter on that final drive and let me just paint the picture for you guys Mm -hmm. as media when we come down from the press box we plan on interviewing the winning team players of the winning team here are my two cards one for max crosby (laughs) one for Derek carr these are my questions i had for them after the game You know the guy I did not have questions written down for? Van Jefferson, the exact player I interviewed after the game. It was unbelievable, and this is a team that really went into this with three different quarterbacks they were preparing for. Here's Kayla with Van Jefferson after the game. Van, I just heard some of your teammates storming off this field yelling, what was that? Take me through what just happened. I mean, Baker Mayfield just happened. I think, uh, him coming in and leading his offense, you know, in that last drive, you know, that just shows what type of competitor he is, what type of guy he is, and, you know, uh, he led us to this victory. You were part of that victory, scoring the game-winning touchdown. Describe that moment. Yeah, it was great, but we don't get down there without Vince around his big catch right there. Uh, a couple of... Ah! <laughs> and, there he, and there he is right there. But uh, that play that he made to get us down there and uh, the way Baker handled the offense, man, that was just, you know, a small part of the whole drive. But, you know, you got to give props to other players that made great plays too as well. Baker Mayfield wasn't even your quarterback Tuesday morning. Now all of a sudden, he led this win. How is it like having him as your quarterback? <laughs> it's great. I mean, that just shows the type of guy he is. You know, um, you know, he's been through a lot. For him to come in and just do what he did, it's amazing. You know, and uh, he's just a great guy, great competitor. He came in and learned from Matt and studying John and those guys, and he picked up the offense quick. So props to him, and you know, I'm glad he's here. Go celebrate this one. Congratulations. Thank you so much. 
After the game, Baker Mayfield revealed that he tried to recruit Van Jefferson to Oklahoma. Didn't happen. He ended up going to Florida, so he owed him and he paid off big. Cooper Cup, of course, was paying attention. Proud of these guys. No quit, baby. And welcome to L.A. Baker Mayfield. And, of course, around the country, they were watching Travis Kelsey also tweeting, Baker, go crazy and go crazy. He did. How did they pull it off last night? with composure. They were composed, and though they were down 16-3, to this team did not give up. As I mentioned, I was coming down from the press box to the field in that fourth quarter, everyone really believing that the Raiders had this one. But Sean McVay really credited the defensive stop and the defensive effort. We know that Baker Mayfield, who spent less than 48 hours up until this point in that locker room, drove it down 98 yards for that incredible touchdown play with Van Jefferson. But Sean McVay also credited this defense. They had a huge stop after the Cammakers touchdown on third down, forcing a fourth and one situation where they punted it. And the Raiders had an incredible punt. They couldn't have set it up for a better position. But of course, Baker Mayfield, and he wore a hat after that said, it's not my first rodeo. He was asked about that hat, and he goes, "Uh, this is my first rodeo. As exhilarating as it was for the Rams, you see the scene of Baker Mayfield here walking off the field. It was just as disappointing for the Raiders. What were they saying after the game? Just as you mentioned, very disappointed. I went into that locker room afterwards, and it was pure silence. You know, this is a team that was riding a three-game win streak, but also in the playoff picture, they were on the outside looking in. I spoke with defensive end Max Crosby, and he took a moment. It was pure silence from him for a second. And he said, we just did not make enough plays to close this out. This is not their first rodeo when it comes to blowing a double-digit lead. For the fourth time now this season, that has been the case. And now more than ever, they say, as as well as Derek Carr and this coaching staff say, there is going to be, quote, no room for error moving forward. Yeah, certainly five and eight, a much different story for the Raiders than they would have been even just six and seven when you factor in those other games that they could have, should have had. A much different season could have been told about the Raiders here in 2022. But Rams, a thrilling win, 17-16. Kayla, thank you very much. Can't draw it up. Yep, any better than that. (laughs) Or like Sean McVay joked, just like they drew it up. Just like they drew it up. Pure sarcasm. All right, thank you, Kayla. Meanwhile, also last night it was revealed on Amazon Prime Video, Odell Beckham Jr. gave us his update on all the recruitment pitches. Of course, he's visited multiple teams, most recently Dallas causing a bunch of headlines, and he had this to say last night. Two things before you get out of here. You, you ready to go? And you don't got to tell us, though we would appreciate if you did it in the shop. Could have I, you made the decision up in your own head of where you're going? And are you, are you ready? How, I haven't it? made the decision. And for me, it's like I would like, I would like to, to be in a stable environment, get up 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. for four weeks, and then let's talk about it. I've, I've played football for a long time. Like, uh, I'm not saying that I couldn't step in and play regular season, but I don't see the point. All right, so he doesn't see the point of playing in the regular season, so it might be cause for delay on why OBJ hasn't seen a team yet. Ian, what more can you tell us about the OBJ sweepstakes? We've heard versions of that, versions of Odell might not be ready for a couple weeks, he'll need some ramp-up period. If he signs this week, he's not going to get game ready, maybe until the end of the season, week 17, 18. We have not, Tom, heard any version like that, which is essentially Odell Beckham Jr., the free agent that we've been talking about, oh, I don't know, for the last month or so, more than a month or so, uh, has been dotting headlines all over the place, all over the internet, all over TV, 
basically saying himself, yeah, regular season, eh, playoffs are really where it's at. So what he seems to want to do is to sign with the team as soon as he can, uh, get paid a regular season salary, the balance of it, five weeks or so or four weeks uh, or so at this point, and then play in the playoffs however much that would be, which would be somewhat similar to what he did with the Rams last year. But he did play in the regular season. He did get acclimated on the field. Only took until the playoffs for him to really hit his stride. I, I don't know if there's precedent for this, but I guess if you're Beckham, why not give it a shot? Well, and I think that we've been talking about this for weeks here, that the closer and closer you get toward the end of the regular season, the less the chances are that we would see Odell in a regular season game. There's not been a great deal of urgency on his part as he makes several different visits, flies back to L.A., doing media obligations. It's always going to be a matter of getting the cardio back and ramping up with the injury and then getting in the playbook, though Baker Mayfield maybe suggested last night that that's not all that important. <laughs> For Odell, it's not a surprise that his viewpoint is, let's w just look at this as trying to get back for the playoffs. On the flip side of that, I don't know that it necessarily helps Odell to say it in those words publicly. And think about this from a team's perspective, too. You use the regular season for a lot of different things, but one of them is to be at your best when you get into the postseason. The idea of integrating even a very talented player like Odell Beckham Jr. midstream in a playoff game, when you haven't played in a game in almost a year, that is going to be tough on coaches. I don't know that anything Odell says at this point is going to persuade people one way or the other on whether or not to sign him. This is about, as Ian said, the money, basically signing a guy in advance with a signing bonus because you don't get paid in the playoffs anyway. You just get your small uh, playoff share. I don't know that that's going to change anybody's minds, but it's the reality of the situation. You're talking about integrating a guy at a challenging position at the highest leverage point in the entire season. Yeah, it might be a good problem to have if that works out that way. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson certainly another superstar. We're keeping an eye on Ian. What more can you tell us about him? We are not going to see Lamar Jackson, it appears, on Sunday. Coach John Harbaugh just confirming what it seemed was pretty clear anyway that Tyler Schnoop finally going to be their starting quarterback. Lamar Jackson dealing with a PCL sprain. Has not practiced this week. And as Harbaugh alluded to earlier in the week, probably seemed not very likely to play Sunday. So he is going to be out. Uh, so Hunley has been the backup for the last couple of years. Has played pretty well when he's had the opportunity, including helping close out that game last week. He assumes the job as starting quarterback this week. We will see, based on where Lamar is rehab-wise, uh, if he's able to miss just one game. And remember, this is a time where Lamar Jackson is unsigned for the 2023 season, likely looking at either a franchise tag or a long-term extension with the Ravens, who tried to get a long-term deal done prior to the season, but it did not in large part because Lamar wanted the type of fully guaranteed contract that the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. As you watch this play out, keep in mind, it's not the first time that Lamar has suffered an injury down the stretch. Last year, it was a bone bruise in his ankle. The concern with Lamar, even going back to his days coming out of Louisville, would be based upon his frame and his play style. Would he have the longevity? Longevity is one reason that teams are skeptical at times about giving people fully guaranteed contracts beyond, obviously, the precedent and the funding rule and other challenges that go into that. But it certainly is a part of this. We'll see. John Harbaugh said week to week here. This week was always unlikely. Let's see if he gets back on the field in the next week or two here, Omar. Well, Lamar's injury is something we'll be keeping an eye on in terms of the AFC North 
playoff race, especially where the Bengals are surging. Meanwhile, the Ravens opponent this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who all of a sudden now are just two games back of a spot in the AFC playoff picture. What more can you tell us about their injuries, Ian? Yeah, they're also a little banged up for really some of their best players. We'll start with T.J. Watt, the star pass rusher. Missed a big portion of the season. Uh, now has come back and really come on just like his old self. He's dealing with a painful rib injury, was limited all week in practice. Officially listed as questionable, told reporters uh, earlier today. Sounds like he's optimistic about getting out there, but we'll see about his status as we move forward the next day or so. Deontay Johnson, their standout receiver, he's been dealing with a hip injury. Officially listed as questionable. A little cause concern was not able to practice yesterday, but it sounds like there's some optimism that he goes there as well. And then Najee Harris, their starting running back, kind of a nagging oblique injury he's had the last couple weeks. He was a full participant today, a sign that he will likely go on Sunday. Yeah, ahead of that divisional showdown, we have another one between the Eagles and the Giants. Saquon Barkley popped up on the injury report. Tom, what more can you tell us about that? Lomar, Saquon Barkley officially listed as questionable for that showdown with the Eagles after popping up on the injury report on Thursday because of what the team is referred to as a neck injury. Now, Coach Brian Dable didn't completely dismiss the injury when he spoke to reporters today. Also didn't cause too much of a sound too much of an alarm there, saying it's dealing with a sore neck. It's week 14. Said he hopes Saquon is going to be out there, but also was not firm in saying that he's actually going to be on the field. So this is one to monitor here over the next 48 hours. Hard to imagine that if it is indeed just a sore neck for Saquon Barkley, he's not going to find a way to be out there for a massive game coming up this weekend. But again, keep an eye on that one, Omar. Yeah, Giants certainly in the sixth spot right now in the NFC playoff picture, clinging to that as it seems they've only won once since October 23rd. Tom and Ian, thank you both very much. Meanwhile, you can see the difference in the running performance in Saquon Barkley. The first nine games of the season, very much an MVP candidate. In the last three games, fallen off in a big way, especially in the rush yards per game, 103. Uh, more than that, the first nine-game average and just 41 yards per game there, the last three. So certainly the Giants have been looking for answers. Judy, how to improve that running game certainly won't help if Saquon Barkley's bagged up in that factor, huh? Right. Before Giants fans go into a full-blown panic, uh, Brian Dable used the word probably when he was asked if he expects him to be able to play on Sunday. So I don't think that this is a full-blown catastrophe we have on our hands here with the Giants, but certainly something to monitor. And, and frankly, uh, Saquon Barkley has not been the Saquon Barkley that he was early in the season. The last three games, he's been under 70 yards rushing per game. He hasn't had uh, big plays in the passing game either. It is critical that they get him and the running game as a whole going. They First of all, they want to keep that pass rush off Daniel Jones, so I'm sure they're going to move Daniel Jones around, try to use his legs. But they want to get the running game going because Washington showed how you beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And one of the ways is just keep Jalen Hurts off the field. They ran the ball a ton. They didn't get a ton of yardage, only about 150 yards, but they ran it almost 50 times. That allowed them to control the clock. That is what the New York Giants want to do. That's how they've won this season. And it is really the only way their offense functions if they can run the ball, Omar. Yeah, if there's no Saquon, obviously they'd be asking a lot of Daniel Jones. They are fifth worst in the league in passing output this season. The Giants are, and they're facing an Eagles team that is number one ranked defensively against the pass. One of many different ways the Eagles can beat you, Judy. How might that uh, has helped their 2022 season? 
Well, I think what makes the Eagles so daunting, other than the fact that they've got the best record in the NFL, is they can beat you any which way. Right two weeks ago, they ran the ball uh, over 300 yards, and that's how they won. Then last week against the Titans, they were throwing the ball all over the place. A.J. Brown went off like crazy. So what is so daunting about them is that Jalen Hurts is having an MVP caliber season through the air and with his legs. He is on pace. He could have 10 rushing touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 100. If he finishes the season that way, that's the first time in NFL history that would have happened for a passer. So what is so challenging about them is you can't just say, well, we'll take away the one thing they do well. They do everything well, and we haven't even touched on the fact that their defense is fantastic too. This is an enormous challenge for the New York Giants who have been struggling in the last month and need to get back on track if they're going to hold on to their playoff position. But the Eagles are rolling. Yeah, to your point, Judy, the Eagles were the first team since 1987 to have back-to-back -back games in which they passed for more than 350 yards one game and rushed for more than 350 yards in another game. So certainly they can beat you in many, many different ways, Judy. Great points there against the New York Giants here on Sunday. Still to come here on NFL Now, Mike White and the New York Jets getting ready for their showdown against the Bills. We're breaking it down next on NFL Now. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. 
Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff set to go off against one another like they did in week three earlier this season. Cousins and the Vikings coming back from down 10 in the fourth quarter to beat Goff. And the Lions looking to win their 10th out of their last 11 games. The Vikings are against the Detroit Lions. If you look at the NFC playoff picture, the Vikings can clinch the NFC North simply by beating Detroit on Sunday, who you see still in the hunt there, just two games out of the playoff picture, two games behind the Seattle Seahawks. For much more on this matchup, we welcome in our Tom Pelissero. And Tom, what are you looking forward to ahead of this one? Well, Omar, you mentioned it. It's a lot clearer path for the Vikings to clinch this week. They need a win or a tie against the Lions. No other help, and they will be the NFC North champions for the first time in the Kirk Cousins era. First time since 2017 when Case Keenum had his magical run. Coach Kevin O'Connell, last Saturday night before their game against the Jets, had the captains address players. And just talk about what a special group this is, how it's all come together, and that opportunities like this don't come around very often. So what they've tried to do is really just go week by week here, even with that huge lead in the NFC North, try to wrap it up as quickly as possible. And they'll have a challenge on Sunday against the Lions team that's won four out of their last five. The only loss in that stretch was on Thanksgiving to the Bills, who they took to the wire. This is probably the most meaningful December game for the Lions in five years. So a lot at stake for both these teams, including for Detroit, Omar. Yes, a chance to stay in the (laughs) NFC playoff picture. Yeah, with five games to play, two games uh, behind in the standings, nothing at this point. So certainly a lot to play for for Detroit. Like you said, a rare thing in recent years in December. Tom Pelissero, thank you very much. Meanwhile, in Buffalo, it's a rematch of Week 9. Josh Allen, his worst statistical game of the season. There you see the numbers there. 18 of 34, 205 yards, two interceptions. He was sacked five times in that Week 9 loss against the New York Jets. Here's a look at the AFC playoff picture. The Bills, though, they've rebounded by winning three in a row. That was the first of back-to-back losses for the Bills, but they've rebounded in a big way and are now the number one seed in the AFC playoff picture. Nine and three, thanks to the tiebreaker, the win they had over Kansas City earlier in the season, and the Jets still there at the seventh seed. And when you talk about the Jets, Judy, they have a different quarterback than they did the last time they faced the Bills. How might Mike White make a difference in this matchup? Well, Mike White has actually faced the Bills for the Jets before. That was last season, and the Bills were his undoing. Uh, He had four interceptions in that game. He talked about it this week. He said he was playing hero ball. He's learned from it. He's looked back on that game. He still thinks about that game. He says he doesn't want it to beat him twice, meaning he has learned from what he did there. And actually, we saw in the game against the Vikings last week, the Jets fell into a hole early, and Mike White did not try to play hero ball. He just ran the offense and almost brought the Jets all the way back against the Vikings. So he has made progress, too. This offense that the Jets are running is much more productive, much more wide open than it was with Zach Wilson. To Zach Wilson's credit, they beat the Bills with Zach Wilson as the quarterback, and he played well in that game. But this offense is using the young receivers much more now with Mike White in there. 
To be fair, however, hmm. the Bills defense that they are going to face is also going to look different than the Bills defense that Zach Wilson faced. It was only five weeks ago, but both teams are very different. The Bills defense is much healthier now. We've spent all week, of course, talking about the loss of Von Miller, and that is a big one. But many other big names on that defense, Jordan Boyer, Matt Milano, Tredavious White, are going to be on the field this week. They were not when the Jets faced them previously, when the Jets beat the Bills. So two very different teams, only five weeks apart, and an awful lot on the line in this game. Yeah, I've been saying, Judy, that it was no coincidence that the Bills had that little losing streak while Jordan Poyer was out. Since he's returned, they've won three in a row, and that defense looks much, much different to your point there. Judy Batista, thank you very much. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs, he went off. I don't really play fantasy, but my buddy asked fantasy advice. I said, ride Josh Jacobs last night, and he delivered 27 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Here is our fantasy live crew with much more on the sleepers ahead of your Week 14 matchups. It is week 14. This means playoffs are on the line in plenty of fantasy leagues. We've got injuries. We've got six teams on a bye. That means sleepers are of paramount importance. So, Rank, who is somebody we shouldn't be sleeping on this week? Well, before you run to the Google machine, I will tell you who this player is. Chig Okonkwa, uh, he is the tight end of the Tennessee Titans, and I think that he's got a great matchup this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have allowed a lot of fantasy points to opposing tight ends this season. And as a matter of fact, Chig has actually become the leading receiver for the Tennessee Titans over the past couple of weeks. So as we're sitting here trying to work through this bye week, of course, guys like Cole Komet are on a bye. I think this is a perfect opportunity to go pick up the Titans' leading receiver and get him into your lineup. Listen, not only you're a man of great fantasy advice, you're also a man who can say any name possible, but I picked an easier one, LaVisca <laughs> Chenault. He has a right. great opportunity against the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Last week, we saw more volume for him, and I think it's going to be a game where they'll be playing from behind, meaning more passing for Chenault, who's very versatile, and his yards after the catch are really helpful for your fantasy team. Not only did I go with the player with an easy name to say, I went with the one that I think you'll like a lot, Cynthia. Who? Jamison Williams, the Detroit Lions. I, I know he didn't play a whole lot last week. I he doesn't really bring a safe floor or anything like that, but the upside is sky high. The Vikings have allowed the second most fantasy points to receivers. They've allowed the second most production on deep passes this year. And I think the Lions, whose secondary is banged up in their own right and maybe chasing points or need to put up points, I, I think they'll take a couple of de deep shots with Jamison Williams. I'm very curious to see how Williams gets integrated into that offense. We already know that Deontay Foreman has been integrated into the Carolina Panthers offense. In their last game, even with a healthy Chuba Hubbard, it was Foreman that led the team in running back snaps and in carries. And he's playing in the offense that for the last few weeks has been the run heaviest outfit in the National Football League. And yes, everybody remembers the big 300-yard game that Josh Jacobs had against the Seahawks. But let's not overlook the fact that the week before that, Rashad White had gone for over 100 yards. And then last week, it was Cam Akers rising from the fantasy graves to score two touchdowns. So, Foreman seems like he's in a great opportunity to put up some good points for, for fantasy managers who really need some help at the running back position. One thing you should not sleep on is watching us here on NFL Fantasy Live each and every weekday on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. New right now into NFL Network, Baltimore Ravens star quarterback Lamar Jackson has officially been listed as doubtful to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. The big AFC North showdown between these two rivals will not likely feature Lamar Jackson. So, in fact, Snoop Huntley is in line to start again. Lamar Jackson listed as doubtful with that sprained knee ahead of the Ravens showdown with the Steelers. Speaking of showdowns, Sunday night showdown features Tua Tungavailoa and Justin Herbert. Of course, these two quarterbacks linked together forever because of where they were picked in the 2020 NFL Draft. Tua was picked fifth, one spot ahead of Herbert at number six. This is the second time these two have met one another. They did so as rookies in 2020. Tua got that one, and here is a look at these two in prime time. Tua Tungavailoa, three and one all time, while Justin Herbert is four and six. For much more on this matchup, we welcome in our pro football focus discussion with Trevor Sikama. And Trevor, when we look at these two quarterbacks, a lot to like. Certainly NBC liked this matchup. They flexed that one into Sunday Night Football. What have you seen from both of these quarterbacks here in their third year? Oh, two up-and-coming quarterbacks. You know he had to flex it into Sunday <laughs> night. But there's a lot to look forward to in this game with these two going up against each other. But honestly, when I look at this between these two really talented quarterbacks, the difference seems to be in their situations. You know, two is having a phenomenal year, and I don't mean this to take anything away from him whatsoever, but he's dealing with a fantastic wide receiver core that's separating very well for them. They've got three wide receivers or three passing weapons, I should say, that are all averaging more than three yards of separation. Mike McDaniel is scheming things up like a genius for them on offense, and they're reaping the rewards. On the other side of the ball, Justin Herbert feels like he's a man alone. It just doesn't feel like he has any wide receiver that can consistently separate for him. Joe Lombardi doesn't seem to be designing things to get multiple guys open in play designs, and that seems to be really hurting them if the defense really takes away that primary option. Plus, we've seen Herbert's average depth of target as one of the lowest in the NFL, which is crazy for a guy who has as much arm strength as Justin Herbert does. I hope we get the best of both worlds between these two guys because 
they have the talent to really put on a show, really give us some fireworks here. We've seen that in the PFF numbers, but Tua having unbelievable numbers there. But unfortunately, it's just a difference of scenarios that what we're seeing are the results between these two quarterbacks. It's a fascinating matchup, not only because of the comparisons between each other and the draft status and all that, but Tua coming in with a pressure to rebound after that bad game against San Francisco and Justin Herbert, right. the pressure on him to keep the Chargers in that playoff race. So certainly something to keep an eye on there. Meanwhile, on Monday night, we saw Tom Brady do what Baker Mayfield did last night, lead his team down with two touchdowns in the last four minutes. They were down 16-3. to They pull it out 17-16. to What did we learn about that Buccaneers offense that we might see on Sunday against his hometown team, the San Francisco 49ers? You saying Tom Brady pulled a Baker Mayfield? I don't know if anybody's ever said that before. But look, it was an exciting finish, certainly, with how Tampa was able to win that Monday night football game. But uh, the, the overarching feeling is it doesn't have to be that way. It just doesn't have to be that way with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are talented enough, even amongst their injuries, to really be able to beat a team that they should have been able to handle decently easily with the New Orleans Saints. I think the two areas that you recognize on offense specifically, because that was where the drought was coming, up-tempo plays and play action. This is one of the best play action teams in the NFL. They are top five in EPA per play when it comes to play action, and yet they are bottom five in the NFL in total play action attempts. It's something that a lot of fans have been clamoring for them to use a lot more. And then when it comes to up-tempo, you saw what Tom Brady was able to do when he has up-tempo. Mike Evans has said himself, it's like this guy takes greatness to another level when he gets in those two-minute drill moments. Number one team in the NFL in EPA per play when they are running tempo. So Byron Leftwich, their offensive coordinator, said that they would hopefully be able to do a little bit more of that. But those are the two areas that I look for for the Bucks to hopefully get some wins down the stretch and not have to stress <laughs> their fans out too much. Yeah, the 49ers defense led by D'Amico Ryan certainly will be ready for Tom Brady and eager to show that they can carry the team without Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, the rookie Brock Pretty will get the start for San Francisco. Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills have won three in a row, and we've documented how they were all in adverse situations. That was, of course, coming off a little two-game losing streak. Has they Have they gotten back to the spot where you think they're the best team in the NFL right now, Trevor? Oh, you're trying to get Bills Mafia mad at me here, Omar. <laughs> but look, look, they are in that top tier, right? They are in that number one tier. I would still lean that the Kansas City Chiefs would be my favorite so far. We have them as the number one right now, highest percentage to win the Super Bowl in PFF.com's simulation. So I still got to think it's the Chiefs. And the reason I say that is because of the schedule itself. Chiefs have the third easiest schedules moving forward. Meanwhile, the, the Buffalo Bills, they have the 19th toughest schedule. So it's decently easy, but I really do think it's going to all come down to that Bengals game near the end of the year. The biggest question mark, though, it's Von Miller. Von Miller had 22 more pressures than the second-best guy on the Bills' defense. That's been a big catalyst for why that team has been so successful all year. What does it look like without Von Miller? Is that enough to really still edge out some really good teams in the AFC? That's, of course, what everybody's going to be looking forward to when it comes to whether or not the Buffalo Bills can get that one seed and ultimately get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Trevor, we were both just talking in the commercial about how epic these games down the stretch are going to be throughout the NFL. Of course, we saw Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes earlier this season. And don't forget, later in the year on Monday Night Football, we're going to see Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow, another potential playoff preview there. Trevor Sikama, all-around extraordinaire for PFF, analyst, reporter, podcaster. He does it all for them. Check him out on pff.com or download the app. 
NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.